Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. HudsonRiverRadio.com Hello, and welcome to the latest installment of Paranormally Yours, where we explore the mysterious and unknown in all different interesting topics. I'm your host, Gail Newcomb, and today my very special guest is dear friend and psychic Barbara Bleitzhofer, and we're going to talk today about animal hauntings. Good morning, Barbara. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Okay. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I figured this would be a topic close to your heart as well as mine, because we're both big yeah. animal lovers. Yes, yes. <laughs> Alive and dead. <laughs> They're around. <laughs> well, you, you probably have more contact with the departed ones um, than I do, because I get the impression your house is like Grand Central Station, spirit-wise, occasionally. Yes, it is. <laughs> spirit-wise, yes. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're everywhere. It's fun. It's definitely fun. When oh, you're I walking bet. and you see one shoot across your feet, and <laughs> it's not your Tigger sitting on the counter. He's looking to see who just shot across your feet, too. Oh, that's interesting. So so he notices them as well? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And when I had my Negan here, too, he, which was my dog, um, he always spotted them. Interesting. It's amazing. Yeah. My grandma used to always say that when a dog stares at nothing, get down and look between his ears down his snout and you'll see the spirit that they're looking at. Oh my gosh. I for some reason yeah. for some reason I just got chills when you said that. But in a good way. It it, it works. <laughs> wow. I wonder if it works with cats because you know my dog passed oh, away. Yes. My dog passed away 4 years ago. So although I suppose yeah. I could try it with somebody else's with dog. <laughs> yeah. No, the cats too. Animals are very very in tune to the spiritual world. Well, it's just like small children, really. They don't know there's anything yes. weird about being able to see these things. Yes, yes. 
And because children are so close to the other world because they just got here. Right. That they're still in tune. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did, I, I can't remember if I've mentioned to you, uh, a friend of mine years ago told me about when her son was very young, and apparently a lot of kids have imaginary friends. I never did, so I guess I'm just weird like that. But um, her son, when he was very young, had an imaginary friend that he would talk to, and his mother, you know, would walk past his room and hear her son talking to this this person and finally at one point she asked her son so who is that that you're talking to you know who's your friend and he described the person and said he has the same name as me well it turns out this child was talking with his grandfather who died before he was born his his mother's father and that's just it it made his his mother's heart just so full it it's unbelievable yeah it's true i i had told you on a previous show about my son with my father and he never met him of course and they played with the trucks in the hallway oh my gosh he how cool on about it Aww. and he would talk and talk and and then i said you know who are you talking to he goes oh mommy it's Peepa. That's what we, the little ones would call my father, Peepa. Right. And um, and I said, Peepa, how do you know Peepa? He goes, oh, mommy. And he points to my father's picture. He goes, there he is. I love it. I, I, that's yeah. just, that's another chills in a good way kind of thing. Yeah, my father always would get on the floor when there was little kids and start playing with them. And Aww. he was still playing with them. That's awesome. That's, that's. Just yeah. so cool on so many levels. It does. It makes you feel good that they're still around. Yeah. Now, this was an interesting topic for me to research because sometimes there was a little bit of difficulty finding information, you know, kind of recently. But I found a couple of good websites and wow, there's just... And, and animal hauntings seem different in a few ways from people haunting because human ghosts kind of have other reasons for coming back sometimes, like a, a trauma or some kind of information that they want living people to find out, that kind of thing. Um, I found there are a few categories, uh, entity ghost animals, which we would call with people intelligent hauntings where, you know, they're self-aware. A lot of them are pets visiting, which is kind of cool. I have, I haven't seen clearly, but I've seen like out of the corner of my eye, my dog Noah. And that makes me feel, that makes me feel really good um, when I see him because I miss him terribly. And it's comforting. Yeah. In fact, it's really, really strange. I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook a week or so ago, but he came to me in a dream, a very, very vivid dream. And uh, I think I've mentioned towards the end of his life, the last few years of his life, he was mentally ill and um, aggressively mentally ill. So I had to keep him out of 
situations where he would have gotten himself in trouble. Well, he, in the dream, took me through every kind of situation and showed me that he was fine now. He can, you know, go up to people and not get aggressive. He can meet other dogs and not get aggressive. He, and it was, it was just very touching and fascinating because... He, it's like he picked up on every situation that I had to protect him in. And and by protect him, I mean not letting him harm anyone and thereby getting in trouble, you know? Yeah. Yeah, once they cross the Rainbow Bridge, they're just all whole and happy again. Yeah. And it's wonderful but the detail in which he was showing me this it it's just i'm like wow you really got what i was worried about every single situation and you know thanks for letting me know that you're over that now which you know you kind of know they are when they cross over but uh so um just like human hauntings we also have residual ones Kind of like when you see a, a repetition of, say, a horse-drawn carriage and you see those horses, that might be a residual kind of thing. And that, in this article, they referred to as imprint ghost animals. So I guess they're just using different terminology for similar categories that we have for, for human hauntings. Now... The next one, I've never quite understood exactly, and maybe you can help me with this, um, elemental ghost animals. Uh, what kind of is that? <laughs> you got me on that one. Okay, I mean... Elemental would be something that maybe ones that are not yours but come through. I mean, it's it says you know, they're it says they're from like the, a bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally want to see a bigfoot ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to see one alive. <laughs> well, yeah, me too. But I I don't want them to get find found out because people would be like trying to capture them and stuff, and that's oh god, it would be like a sideshow carnival. It'd be horrible. It'd be horrible, and yes, they're, they're just would. you know living creatures like the rest of us. It's like leave them alone. But yes. um, elementals almost sound like they're not really an animal, but some entity. Kind of like a skinwalker. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it says they come. Yeah. They come from the netherworld, whatever that means. Um, so I don't know if it's something that's consciously presenting as an animal, or just this is how people perceive them. I don't know. And then, of yeah. course, that, then of course you get the fun, fun ones, the harbinger, ghostly animals, where. Um, they have special powers, and they usually function to predict a death or a disaster. Those are those similar to the black cat in Washington. Yes, when they see that cat walking into the Capitol, and there's always a death of a president. Yeah, yeah. They they call that a, a the 
the demon cat because supposedly at first it looks normal, but its eyes are glowing, but supposedly somebody who sees it sees it grow bigger and bigger and bigger till it's like as big as a building or something, which sounds kind of fascinating. I've never heard that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, can you imagine? And and you know my theory on demon stuff. It's like, okay. Well, (laughs) maybe, maybe. I really don't believe in anything demon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Because you figure if, if a demon actually came from if there is a hell which i kind of don't believe in that but but you know yeah, we're in a living hell right now oh god yes <laughs> but um there's heaven and that's it <laughs> I, yeah i mean if and and that's more like a different dimension in my opinion but that's it yeah <laughs> people <laughs> yeah. my my beliefs are probably shall we say unorthodox but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, well, mine are very unorthodox. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why we're friends. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, apparently the the U.S. Capitol cat, the legend began with a sighting during the Civil War. And it gained a lot of traction during the late 19th century. And it... It started being noticed when they discovered a set of paw prints in the wet concrete inside the Capitol building. And it... Wild. Yeah, and where this animal manifests is in or near the location of where those paw prints were found. Um, now, they say it doesn't always look like a black cat. Sometimes it looks like a tabby cat. And at first it looks... Oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of cool. It can it can change its appearance depending on its mood, I guess, which is, hey, why not? Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> and this is where it says, the cat grows to the size of an elephant and its eyes take on a blinding, unnatural glow. And it's said to be... Oh, a bad omen, wow. and uh, it says its first appearance could be linked to the death of former President John Quincy Adams. Um, yeah. Another sighting was right before the stock market crash of 1929, and before the assassinations of President Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy. And it's interesting because this article says it hasn't been seen since. Now, I don't know how up-to-date the article is. It would be kind of interesting to know if it's been seen since, what, 1962, 3? I forget what year Kennedy was yeah. assassinated. Um, but it, I was in Washington. I never got to the Capitol. I would have loved to have seen this cat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because... Uh. These creatures that people describe as demon cat or demon dog or glowing eyes or, like, yeah. if I saw an animal ghost, I wouldn't be afraid of it. And oh, no, no. I'd be like, aw, who, who 
who made you sad? You know, here, have a treat, yeah. and let me squish your ears. So, uh, I my um, past cats and and pooch. I feel them come up on my bed at night, and you can feel the bed go down. Yes. And that little walk across the bed mattress uh-huh. to me, and then lean on me and sleep. And I always just say, you know, hello, Zach. Hi, yeah. Cookie. What are you doing? Go night night now. Yeah. And that's it. It's very comforting. It's it's wonderful because you know that they're still there and they're still thinking yes. about you and. Um, it's it's interesting. It's just I don't know. Um it's just That's really really comforting. Cool. It is. And th- there are other historic animal hauntings. Um the one we were talking about before the show, Greyfriars Bobby. And <clears throat> yeah. This was in Scotland, and he was the dog of a night watchman in Edinburgh. And the man died of tuberculosis in 1858. And his dog was so devastated when the man died. He stayed with the body through the entire situation, through the funeral, um, and even at his master's grave, and he kept returning to the grave. And I guess people would come and bring him food and stuff because he wouldn't leave. Yeah. And uh, he died in 1872, and he was the only dog to be buried in Greyfriars Kirkyard. He was the only non-human to be buried there. And... um, they say that his ghost is still seen at his master's grave. So he's still coming back to do what he intended to do, although you'd think that once he died, he would be, you know, with his master on the other side, not hanging around here. Yeah, well, they go back and forth. Yeah. I have um, news, or I do a lot of family research. And I have actual newspaper articles. When my grandpa was killed, um, his hunting dogs were with him, and his favorite one, Pal, um, stayed right there, waited. And then he would travel. The dog would travel through town to the cemetery and lay on grandpa's grave. And um, because he stayed there with them, the whole article is amazing. But um, I have the certificate from the Humane Society that pal got for staying by his master's side when he was killed. Oh, wow. I have that framed on my wall in the hallway. Oh, that that is yeah. so, so moving. Oh, it, it was incredible. And how they got all the dogs back after they ran off, yeah. the other ones, they took Grandpa's hat and his hunting knife and put it to a tree, and then all the dogs came because of the scent. Oh, I bet. Oh, that's... Yeah. That's, ah. With some article. Very, very touching. Um, In the meantime, let us take a short break, and we'll be right back. Okey-doke. HudsonRiverRadio.com. 
Did you know that there have been over 30,000 reported cases of UFOs in the Hudson Valley? What happens to people when they have very close encounters and missing time? I'm Linda Zimmerman. I'm Michael Warden. Join us for UFO Headquarters. We'll dig into some of the most intense and unnerving UFO sightings that happened right here in our backyard. UFO Headquarters on HudsonRiverRadio.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast in our app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to UFO Headquarters on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Karen Noe. I'm a psychic medium and spiritual author. Join me for the Angel Quest show here on HudsonRiverRadio.com. We'll discuss spiritual topics such as near-death experiences, reincarnation, life after death, how your thoughts create your reality, creating peace on earth, and so much more. Join me for the Angel Quest show. Many blessings to you. Subscribe to the Angel Quest show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. HudsonRiverRadio.com We're back. Paranormally Yours on HudsonRiverRadio.com. I'm your host, Gail Newcomb, and my guest today to talk with us about animal hauntings is Barbara Bleitzhofer. So... Hello. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've been on many haunts um, in homes where people have complained about animals and the weirdest one was the pig at the barn. Oh wow! So it doesn't just go for dogs and cats, and but you can have all your farm animals be haunting you too. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Um, I mean, it is a pig. Wow! And and yeah, we heard it. <laughs> okay. And it was kind of strange, and we were standing around, <laughs> and all of a sudden. It was like a wooden, you know, the old wooden latches that you would turn to open the door? Uh Uh-huh. Well, the latch went up, 
and the door opened, and in the distance we could hear a pig squealing. Oh, my goodness. And I jumped out of my skin when that door opened up because there was absolutely nobody in the barn. Oh, my goodness. And if you weren't so expecting it. it. Fun. <laughs> yeah. I love that stuff, though. Oh, absolutely. I, I live for really wild and weird hauntings. <laughs> yes. Well... I, I haven't been there in a while, but uh, you're probably familiar with Miss Fanny's Victorian Party House in Wappingers Falls. Yes. Um, yes. My, my friend Julia owns that. And I've been to several events at her house. And I, also, I always used to hear or see out of the corner of my eye, there's a little small kitchenette off the dining room. And a few times... I have heard very clearly a cat, you know, row kind of thing, or out of the corner of my eye spotted a black cat. And as long as I've known her, she's never owned a cat. She has uh, pet pigs and she has dogs. And at one point she had a bird, I think. Um, But she's never had a cat. And this has happened to me several times there. It's like this, the cat is going, oh, I know you're here. Hi, how are you? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it is. It really is. And I kind of wonder, is. oh, and as it turns out, I forgot to mention, uh, the previous owner of the house had cats. Ah, so they stayed by. So obviously it's one of hers. Which, which I well, think, I think is really cool. Cat knows that it's in a house that loves animals. Oh yes! Oh my gosh! Any yeah. any animal that gets you know becomes a part of her house, your house, my house. Uh, obviously, they they have a charmed life for the rest of their lives. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now. The Tower of Tower of London. Speaking of animals that aren't cats or dogs that haunt, uh, the Tower of London from the early twelve hundreds to like eighteen thirty or thereabouts had a menagerie. It it all started, yes. yeah. And I didn't know. I didn't realize this until recently. Um, it's it's kind of weird because apparently centuries ago, monarchs used to gift each other exotic animals, which is kind of interesting. But you figure some of these countries really did not have the climate to, yeah. <laughs> for these animals they had to. A whole zoo there. Yeah, um, in in twelve thirty five, Henry the third was presented uh, from the Holy Roman Emperor Frederick II, three lions, um, and they got joined by a polar bear in 1252 and an African elephant in 1255. Now, apparently, some of these animals have been heard or seen in... I don't know how modern, but, you know, it's somewhat modern day. Um, it's By 1622, they had three eagles, two pumas, a tiger, a jackal, um, 
James I in the early 1600s had the lion's dens refurbished so that people could view more of the lions prowling around their yard. Um, nicely, he improved the lions' living quarters so that they had a great big cistern to drink from and wash themselves in and that kind of thing. So that's well, re- even today, um, they do, it's kind of like a laser show of the animals yes. walking the grounds and that. It's really quite beautiful. Yeah, I, I can't remember. There was an article online that there I saw that in. Too. Yes. Yeah. It's really magnificent how they do that. And they still have the ravens. Yeah. You know, the bee have the ravens there that, that actually talk to you. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> and, cute. And um, stay in that. So a lot of animals over there. <laughs> well, Britain is also known for being an animal-loving country and, and lots of animal lovers there. Now, the interesting story about the Tower of London is... Around 1821, one of the tower guards got a really huge fright because he saw a bear, but it wasn't real. Uh, he, he, it, it looked like it was going to attack him, so he went to stab it with his bayonet, but the bayonet went straight through and struck the wall, and they say the, awesome. the shock to the the guard was so bad that he collapsed and then the next day he died so yeah talk about i don't know maybe he had maybe he had a bad heart or something you know he he did after the bear (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's interesting because as i said i don't think an animal spirit could scare me even if it looked angry looked yeah. like it was going to uh, attack i just i just have such an affinity for animals that i'd be like oh hi who are you you know kind of thing yeah. <laughs> yes yes yeah no i i really don't feel that they would come to hurt they would come to help um i know you know when i was very sick that my spirit animals would come all the time and lay on the bed with me, and it was Aww. more comforting. I think they know when you need them the most, they will come to you and comfort you. That's that's wonderful. I know um, years ago when I had two Bernese Mountain dogs and I was suffering badly from chronic fatigue and bad fibromyalgia, there were times when my entire body even my blood vessels felt like they hurt and when it got really bad like that I would lie down and it was interesting because one dog would lie on one side of me and the other dog would lie on the other side of me and they would both kind of lean into me and whatever contact that was the pressure the warmth they would physically make me feel better it's well, like, animals have a lot of healing properties in them, too, where they, they can heal. Yeah. And this was just so amazing 
to me. It was wonderful. You know, of course, you know me with big dogs. I I adore big dogs. I love all animals. I do too. (laughs) But big dogs, oh my gosh. And that, that was so wonderful, you know, because no, no medical treatment, if there was any, had any effect, but these two big dogs knew how to heal, which is really interesting. I, I guess, I guess if I'm feeling ill like that, I guess I should kind of call out to them. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll come help me again, you know? Well, they say that, um, you know, petting your cat or petting your dog brings down your blood pressure. Oh, it, it does. It can totally heal. And hearing hearing it's my cats hearing my cats purring. Yes. That's the absolute That that's, is so soothing. That has always since since I had my first cat at 4 years old. That has always been my absolute favorite sound on the entire planet. It is. But I kind of wonder sometimes, you know, as, as I said, people might have a reason to come back in spirit form because they're, they're trying to right a wrong or, or something like that. Animals, because they don't think the same way we do, sometimes I wonder... Do they know that they can just go anywhere they want now? Um, I used to worry that they were stuck wherever they died, which I learned is not true, and that comforted me a lot because, you know, although... No, I I, I feel like they're they're like the human spirit, well, human spirits, um, people spirits, that um, they can come and go when you need them. Yeah. But I, I kind of wonder if it's something that just happens organically or if now they have the thought process to actually decide, oh, I'm, I'm going back over the other side and, and check on some things <laughs> kind of <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> do they do it consciously? Go see my buddies. Yeah, or do they even do they even know the significance of... It's two different dimensions, or do they just not need to know because they just go back and forth so seamlessly? Honestly, I feel that they do know because, I mean, they have they were <clears throat> they were a breathing soul. Yeah. So they know how to go back and forth. Well, look at these animals that people move and leave their cats. And the cats will travel 40, 100 miles to get to their family. I know. And then they show up on their doorstep. They have that instinct to know that you're the people I should be with yeah. and I'll take care of you. Yeah. Although if anybody moves away and leaves their pet, they should burn, they should burn forever, you know, kind of thing. But yes, that's yes. just me. Although there are times... I, there are times when people move and the animal runs out and they can't catch it and that kind of thing. But Yeah, but see, that's where I would just stay. And yes, <laughs> exactly. I could not leave without my animal. Oh, my gosh, me neither. Uh, that, that would just be awful. See, I was not brought up 
to just kind of let them alone if if something like that happens. I was brought yeah, brought animals up. Are, are for people. I just I couldn't. That's like when these hurricanes hit and people leave and they leave the dogs and chains to the porch and the water's rising. I can't understand I, I just that. Can't handle that. No. I mean, we have our go. It God forbid if anything happens, we have our go things together for us and the pets. Yes. And we always did. Even when I had the birds, we had our cages ready. Yep. That you know we're moving out yeah <laughs> and everything is right there in case of an emergency yeah. i would never think of leaving a pet behind. no absolutely not i mean i have my three cat carriers you know some people when they don't need them they they collapse them and put them in the garage yeah. or something no i have mine oh, all yeah. set up and in yeah. in the one little spare room that i have because who knows you know, if exactly. if an emergency comes up, I don't want to be like, oh, where's my cat carriers? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I lucked out because as soon as I open it, Tigger goes in. So I don't oh, have to fight him for that's it. <laughs> good. That's good. So he knows, oh, we're on the move. <laughs> <laughs> we're bugging out, Ma. <laughs> Get the carrier. <laughs> <laughs> well, my big one... My big cat is not terribly happy about going in the carrier, but I can, you know, pick him up and put him in the carrier. He's okay. Um, my little cat isn't thrilled with going in the carrier, but I can usually grab her. <laughs> it's her brother. Now, excuse me. I yeah. have I have a small apartment. Somehow, Aristide manages to hide where I cannot find him. So, <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have to find them hiding spaces oh my so you know. <laughs> gosh, I've tried. I swear this cat goes into a different dimension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet you they could. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, but he's he's gorgeous, but he's not the brightest light in the string. <laughs> So, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, let's go to one more quick break, and we'll be right back on HudsonRiverRadio.com. This is HudsonRiverRadio.com. Hi, this is Mercedes Kent. Join me for The Silver Screen with Mercedes Kent, a weekly talk show about films, celebrities, and all things entertainment. Big Jim and I will catch you up on the current top 10 in the movie theaters, interview some people in the biz, and fill you in on what is hot. So come have fun with us right here on HudsonRiverRadio.com. Entertainment ensues. Subscribe to The Silver Screen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. I came from a low-income family that was, that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. Hi, 
I'm Barbara Veal. I'd like to invite you to listen to Shaving Cream on HudsonRiverRadio.com. We'll check out some novelty songs and also hear a bit about their backstories. Streaming live every Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern or subscribe to the podcast on the HudsonRiverRadio.com app or iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's Shaving Cream with me, Barbara Viol, on HudsonRiverRadio.com. Remember, try to have a little fun every day, and all the best people are weirdos. HudsonRiverRadio.com We're back again. HudsonRiverRadio.com Paranormally Yours, and we're talking about animal hauntings. So I wonder if any animal hauntings are ever scary on purpose, do you think? I I really don't know, because all the animal hauntings that I've been on or have happened to us, they weren't really scary at all. It was just something that happens. Um, there is one that just came to me when I lived in Jersey. I had a lot of cats. <laughs> and I had this little one, <clears throat> and he was a black long hair, but he was very small at the time. And we just got home. I opened the door, and I thought I saw him race out because I never let my cats out. Right, me neither. And I went, oh, my God, there goes the bear. And my husband at the time said, no, no, that there was nothing there. And I said, the cat just ran out. Well, when we came into the kitchen, off the kitchen is the bathroom, we heard a funny noise, and the bear had fallen into the toilet <gasps> and was drowning. Oh, my gosh. And my husband <clears throat> had to give him CPR and was pumping him and brought him back. Thank God he lived for oh, a great old age. goodness. But he was a kitten then. And... um. I think that was definitely his spirit leaving him and running out the door. Wow. That I got to see him there and knew that something was wrong with the bear. Wow. And um, it that is one of the signs that, you know, make it. You know, if you see your animal and you know he's still alive in the house, but yet you saw him outside... Go check on him. Yeah. Make sure he's okay. Oh, my gosh. So thank goodness your yeah. husband was able to save him. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he was a beauty, too, that cat. Oh, <laughs> sounds like. Oh, but, the, you know, these things happen. And it just proves that, you know, people that bought, hurt animals and the living, breathing soul. Exactly. They have a soul. Mm -hmm. They have the spirit in them. And they're only bred on this earth to give you love and affection. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be mean, you know, but people have a tendency of making them mean, like pit bulls, unfortunately, and that. But the dog fightings, it's just something that people have to realize that these are real animals. Mm -hmm. These are real, I call them fur babies. Oh, yes, they're me real. too. Me too. And they have the souls, and they know that they're there to help you, so please help them. Right. Exactly. Um, oddly, one time I did see a Harbinger cat. The same people I was 
talking about where um, the son, when he was little, saw his grandfather that he had never met. Uh, they had yeah. they had a beautiful orange tabby named Pumpkin, and oh. he lived to a long age. It's funny because he would take up a spot on their couch, and you know me, I to I I am drawn to people's pets like a magnet. And so one time when I was invited over there for a gathering. I made a beeline for the cat, and yeah. my friend said, watch it, he bites. He he will not leave his spot on the couch, but yeah. he bites. So I sat next to him, and I'm looking at him, and I'm just kind of like, I sneaked and put my arm around him, and he was fine with that. Eventually, I, <laughs> I got to pet him after a while. He didn't bite me. So, yeah, but they um, know animals know. But when when he got to be an elderly cat, um, you know, eventually he passed away. And I was very sad to hear that because I was always so proud of the fact that I was the only non-family member who could pet him. (laughs) (laughs) And um, sometime after that, a few months after that, you know, in the house that I had, there was a little mudroom off the kitchen. And one day I happened to glance over there and I saw a pumpkin and I thought, okay, this is really weird. He's never been to my house. Why would he show up here? He doesn't even know where my house is. Or he, you know, he had no reason to know that when, when he was alive. And Sadly, um, my ginger cat passed away in the next few days unexpectedly. And I thought, wow, that was really weird. I think he was maybe trying to warn me. He was coming for you, yeah. That something something was going to happen. And, um, you know, hopefully hopefully that means my boy had an escort, you know. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And what's really nice is that even though they cross the Rainbow Bridge, when our time comes and we cross over, they all meet together. Um, I've had, when my, we had an Alaska, my, well, my parents had an Alaska Malamute. Oh. Oh, this dog was huge. Oh. And um, when my father passed, they said that him and Butchie, that was the dog's name, Butchie, mm-hmm. were back together again. And um, I had a psychic say, my gosh, you know, when your father passed, there's this huge dog <laughs> meeting him and they're playing. And I said, well, what does the dog look like? You know me, I'm, I always test other psychics. Of course, of <laughs> and course. she said his name. She said, you know, the Alaska Malamute, the, his coloring and everything. Aww. And that was my father's buddy was Butchie. <laughs> yeah. So it was comforting to know that they were all together again. Well, I I hope when it's my turn, I get an escort, quite a large escort of furry You'll beings. You'll have a big one because yes. uh, it's it's interesting because on Facebook I follow this one hospice nurse, and she gives truths about what to expect when uh, a human is dying and what stages the body naturally goes through as it's 
just naturally shutting down and, and not to be upset or frightened or thinking that your loved one is suffering because these are just things that, that happen, um, you know, when the person stops eating and, and stops drinking and, and that kind of thing. Um, but she also mentions the stage at which people talk to people that have yes. already passed over. Now, some oh, yes. people, some people who don't believe in any of the spiritual things, some people say, oh, they're hallucinating. That's they're they're crazy. I've never believed yep. that. Um, yep. Some someone I knew, you know, her, her mother was passing and she she said, I think mom's losing it as she's going because she she's talking to her brother who died 10 years ago and she's talking to this one and yep. that one. I said, no, she's not going crazy. They're coming to meet her. Exactly, <laughs> and, and take her with them. Yeah, yeah, so when I've been in the unfortunate position of having to have a pet put to sleep, and I always stay with them, um, and as they are crossing, I say, don't forget to come and get me when it's my turn. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I should yeah. I should end up seeing like a whole bunch. Uh, <laughs> You'll have a zoo. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely! Oh my goodness! Awesome. Because you know you That's figure great. my first cat was only four years younger than me. So, and she lived to be eighteen. So I had that cat from when I was four to when I was twenty-two. <laughs> She was no. more. She was more like a little sister to me, you know. Yeah, my Zachary was twenty-one when he passed. Wow. He was. It was so great because he, we always called him our son because we didn't have children, right. right? And um, everybody would go, you know, oh, where's your son today? You know, they, everyone referred to him as oh, our yeah. son. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And um, when I, uh, about a month after. Um, my son, first son was born, um, passed away. And it was weird because he would lay in the crib and look at us. And then when we would put Jacob down, he would get out of the crib, of course. And he just knew that, okay, now you have a real son. I can go now. Because he, he was old and he was sickly, but yeah. you hung on. And he waited until Jacob was born, and a month later he passed. Wow. It's it's like... So they know. They know when you need them. Yeah. And they know when it's time to move on. Yeah. Um, my brother, who has now two uh, a bonded pair of small dogs, before them he had a little chihuahua named Chica, and she lived to 21. Um, and it was it was interesting because, you know, towards the end of her life, she got weak and old and had issues. And um, there was one time she seemed so weak and so frail that he really thought he was going to have, you know, he was taking her to the vet. He really thought it was going to be the end. Well, he 
said when he was on the way to do that, this lady came up to him, um, a lady who seemed kind of one of those sort of island mystic type people, an older lady. Yeah. And she he, she came up to him with the dog and she just told him she's not ready to go yet. She'll it's it's not time yet. Just out of nowhere, like how did she know what was going on? And apparent yeah. apparently Chica rallied for a while longer. <laughs> and, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, nice to have connections. Yeah, but you know how older animals or ailing animals have, yes. you know, they they can't always wait to use the bathroom until you take them out, whatever. Yes. But you know, my brother took care of every need of hers as he does with his current dogs, and to me, that's that's the test. Of do you really care about your animal is you know in sickness and in health kind of thing. exactly <laughs> exactly because yeah um, my what my next to last Bernese ended up with degenerative myelopathy which is uh, a degenerative spinal disease and it kind of works its way up from the back end and he was at one point he he was in a doggy wheelchair for the last year of his life pretty much but but he loved it because when i first put him in it and he was you know on the leash he just like ran up the street he's like oh my god i can run again <laughs> you know? yeah. so he actually liked it but yeah as he as the condition progressed he ended up losing control of things and you haven't lived until you've cleaned up the hiney of a long-haired 100-pound dog. But you know yeah. what? Oh, my God. You know what? It's worth it. He was my baby. What else was I going to yes. do? You know? Exactly. Exactly. People just figure, oh, well, now it's a nuisance to me. Instead of realizing, you know, the dog is or a cat is not happy to be this way either. Right. But they comfort you, now comfort them. Yeah. I mean, if he had an accident in the house, he looked mortified. And sure. I, I would just tell him, you know, it's not your fault. You, you're you not bad. I'll just clean you up and we'll be. Yeah. And move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aww. Exactly. Yeah. I, I should I should call on them, I think. And I don't think to do that. Um, I still tell Noah when I'm. When I leave the house, I still tell them where I'm going, you know. I'm like, oh, I'm going to yeah. church. You want to come? <laughs> because now I can take him anywhere. <laughs> Which is kind well, of... Well, when the veil was thinning over Halloween, I mean, the animals came out. And it's just like the spirits of your loved ones would come. So you put... Well, we put out. We put out apples and their favorite drinks for this you know, our ancestors, yes. but you also put out, you know, I put out cat food yes. and stuff too on the altars and it's just something for them. Uh huh. And it just makes them know that, you know, you're still thinking of them and oh, you absolutely. know they're still thinking of us. Let me tell you, oh. some very strange things were happening to me in the couple of weeks 
around Halloween. That was when I had that dream about Noah. Yeah. And I had some some non-animal related interesting things. There was um a fall festival here in Stony Point in the beginning of October and the station Hudson River Radio was there. We were providing music and it turns out that one of the craftspeople who had a booth there, um, her cousin is a friend of mine from church, but I hadn't seen this woman since, I don't know, decades ago because she and I went to school together. Well, a little bit of background. About a day or so before that, I, it just came to mind this one funny story about my mother. Uh <laughs> My mother used to listen to AM radio when she was doing things around the house, and she was preparing Thanksgiving dinner one day, and, you know, she had the turkey in the kitchen sink, and she's going around doing different things. She's like, wait a minute, where did I put the turkey? And on the radio came this song by The Who from Tommy, and the line, right behind you. And she turned around, and she's like, oh, there it is. Well... So when I was at the Fall Fest and I saw this lady that I had gone to school with and I hadn't seen in years, and we used to hang out on a regular basis, either at her house or my house, and so we we were catching up about, you know, what had happened to our parents and this, that, and the other thing, and she's like, you know, I remember this one particular story about your mother. And it was the same exact story. The turkey. Yes. <laughs> How random is that? Yeah. So now I'm wondering if my mother was reaching out. Now, she and I didn't always get along. But now I wonder if that was my mother reaching out and going, ha-ha, I'm going to mess with your head a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just to make you laugh for yeah. Halloween. That yeah. was good. Yeah. All nice. And, um... Around that time also, a little bit earlier in October, um, my best friend is Jewish, and I've always wanted to celebrate um, this. uh, Some people call it Sukkot. Some people call it Sukkot. It's uh, a harvest festival in the Jewish faith, and I'd always wanted to celebrate that. And one of the things that's traditional to do is, believe it or not, to make stuffed cabbage. And usually every year when Sukkot falls, it's usually still too hot for me to cook something like that. Well, finally this year I got to do it. So I brought the stuffed cabbage over and I brought my prayer book and because she got me a Jewish prayer book for uh, my birthday ages ago because I wanted one. Like I said, my spirituality is is a little strange, but... um, so we go outside to the little, um, it's it's a screen porch, but it fit the description of a sukkah. So we were we were yes. following the the traditions there, and so we started doing some prayers. And at one point, I was there's a, the prayers for sukkahs are long. Let me tell pages and pages. <laughs> So I'm reading the prayers at one point, and you know how um, 
if you're reading something that's like meditative like that, your mind sets a certain, all I can describe it as is a certain vibe, a certain frequency. So I'm reading these prayers and all of a sudden out of, in, in my peripheral vision, I see somebody walking towards us on the deck and I actually, you know, I, I didn't see a whole person because my eyes were still on the, on the prayer book. So I was looking down, but I literally saw what looked like somebody walking towards us. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, who came over for this? You know, and I literally saw feet and legs. It was obviously a man's pants and possibly like brown shoes. And I looked up and there was nobody there. (laughs) And I'm dying to know who this was. I described what I saw to my friend and she didn't, you know, it it didn't ring any bells with her as to who it might be because um, her husband, who's not Jewish, he had seen his mother in, in there house which is like really cool too but um so all these all these strange things were happening to me around the month of october and it's super weird but it's also kind of cool and i'm wondering what it all means (laughs) it just means that you're connecting (laughs) i guess and they're connecting with you i guess it's like i don't know so that's that's some non animal related things, but yeah. um I hope our listeners enjoyed this episode. Um I do too. Yeah. Animal And just remember that fur babies, animals, your pets, even feral animals outside, they have heart and soul. Yes. And they just want to be loved and protect you too. Mm-hmm. And just remember, there is way more to this world than we see with the naked eye. HudsonRiverRadio.com